I just have to put it together. All right. But um, then I wish you could run back the last audio. Uh, the last bit of the audio we were discussing about, we still agree that it's the woman's choice, even in the stream matters, it's still her choice. And because who they're trying to put on the Supreme Court is really kind of like... Oh, yeah, yeah. Pretty much, in other words, they. I feel like, like, like a Supreme Court justice, regardless of what their political views are, regardless of what their religion is, they should completely be objective. And they should ask themselves, is my decision going to infringe upon the rights of these individuals? Rather than are rather than is this in line with my worldviews? Because that, that it shouldn't be what you think is right. It should be it should be what is right. What is just, as opposed to what's righteous. That's that's just how I feel about that. I agree. I <laughs> I, 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 I agree with that one hundred percent. Because as as I could use. For the people who are going to be listening to this, if you understand anything about the Bible, when, when King Solomon had to make a decision, he did what was right and used wisdom. He didn't look for who was going to benefit the most. He was making decisions upon what's right. And that's what he had to do as making decisions upon judging situations that were brought before him. And this is what the Supreme Court is supposed to do. They're supposed to Go based off the facts of what's going to be best, not even for just right now, but for future generations. And I just don't think she's going to do that. Of course not, man. She's not even... she. Anybody who openly speaks their political views in that sense and are very proud of saying, about of, of just blurting out their views and letting it known, I'm not, I'm not with... I'm not with or, or even thinking about what the other side has to say is is, is a horrible choice. It's a oh uh, uh, I don't even want to go there. It's just a, it's just not the right thing to do because it's not really creating objectivity. It's just creating a, a, a skewed view. And once and and once Trump is out, it's going to take more time to repair. Then the damages, and then as fast as the damages he's doing, it's going to be damage control from here on out. Yeah, and and the thing is, whenever you get some time, we can probably discuss it. I think we can have a discussion before election day. But I've, I've looked at both of their platforms, and 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 if you ever look at them and compare them. It's like you're sitting there in a business meeting and they're making their proposals on who's going to get the bid. And as, <laughs> as a businessman who's done being an event planner and coordinator, right now, what's presented to me about who will get the bid will be Joe Biden. Mm. And I'm looking from a business. I haven't looked at from a governmental point of view. And we're looking at it because he presents like, because his stuff is presented like a business proposal. My, I things as a business proposal because he has things that he want to do for infrastructures, people who create small businesses. So he has some things that looks in business format. 
But if I had to go by what the proposals look like, if you're looking at it from a business perspective, Biden's going to get it. Why? Because Biden is getting something more than just a two or three year thing. He's got something 10 to 20 years planned. And what it looks like, somebody else can take this up and keep the ball running and make a tweaks and everything, what needs to do with how the world is moving and still get credit for keeping it going and making the economic system better. Versus Trump, talking about platinum plan for the African American. Man, you gonna get that aluminum can left over Pepsi Cola bottle at my face plan? I was looking at that bull. <laughs> it was so crazy. So yeah, we're looking at what's gonna happen for generationals and, and generations to come. And Amy Cohn Barris is not the one for us. She's definitely not for women. Definitely not for women. All right. We ready for our last topic? No, do you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. Oh, wow. All this time I was trying to talk and and, uh, he wasn't even picking up on me. (laughs) <laughs> what you had to say? Come on, let's get in here before we get this last time. No, nah, I was literally saying, um, when you think about it, what what better way it is to 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 promote yourself in America other than the business? Because when you truly look at the nitty gritty of it, America is a business. So that was what I was saying about that. And also in regards to um Cohen, mm-hmm. she you would think that a woman would be all for um, the advancements of other women. You know what I'm saying? Like lifting other women up. But the irony of it is this. She's taking advantage of the fact that she's a woman in power due to the struggles of what the women's had to overcome to, to overcome all these stereotypes, harassments, and all these other things designed to keep them down. But yet she's in favor of those things. That I do not understand. I don't think we understand it from any perspective because we're two men talking about a topic and I don't think we understand it because most women we know will work to keep progressively moving forward. She wants to go backwards. On every front. In every sense, really. Well, this kind of ties into about Christians to vote because she could being Catholic, being Christian, and so more and so more. So, I'm gonna throw some information out there about 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 how Christians are getting wrong information to vote. Give me your feedback, okay? All right, all right. So. So if we look at where we're at now about evangelicals, this this really started to happen when they wanted to change things in about the 1980 when Reagan was running for office. That's how far this goes back. So we're going to look at how this man who was one of the first governors who signed that a woman can have an abortion no questions asked in his state that he was a governor of California at the time. And the evangelicals, Paul, 
Winch Chris, Jerry uh, Farewell, Farwell, and a couple others begin to meet with him and, and convince him that we need to change things. We need to change the biggest thing that's been going on from each presidential election. Roy, Roy, yeah. <laughs> Roe versus Wade. So we, we, we have to look at most of the presidential elections were based on Republicans trying to stay in control to use a pro-life point of view to get other Christians on board to vote for that person, especially the Republican Party. And if you understand about these people who were pushing pro-life, they were, when you research them and really start digging into who they really are, it came down to white supremacy. And in these white supremacies, they're supposed to be Christians, and that's why they're called the evangelicals. And they really want a moral standard, but they were against anyone other than someone being white. So because the Republican Party was majority white, they came up with this uh, moral standard that they created. And that was from the 80s all the way up to, to when George W. Bush ran for president. So this whole idea of putting out there that Christians have to be pro-life in order to support someone in office. Here's the thing. When I told you about the meeting in 2016 with Trump, Trump, who was a pro-choice person, became a pro-life person so he could guarantee his position in office because if he if he had pits on his on his ticket and had the Republicans who were very very conservative Christians and about pro life he would get that. So what I'm telling Christians if y'all listen on this podcast do not be a Christian just for policy because the Christians for policy will get pro life and I don't understand how is a pro life movement inform Christians the wrong way. They informed them the wrong way but they had, they had abortionist doctors were killed. Abortion clinics were bombed. All these things were going on in the name of God. In the name of pro-life but you were taking life. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it, it's very hard for them to understand. I know plenty of Christians that will say Trump is one. He's about pro-life. He's against abortion. But you're still a pedophile. You're still a crook. you still blasphemy the name of God. You do all of these things, but you are going to support someone who does not even truly believe in the God that you serve. But it looks good on And wasn't this the same? Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, what you think? That's why I'm coming to you. I know. I was gonna say there's the same man that literally tear gas people and demanding justice and equality just so you could take a picture of him holding up the Bible. I'm surprised that book wasn't upside down when he held it. It was upside down when he held it. Ah, well there you have it. <laughs> so that right there, so that right there should literally be enough evidence for people to see that this man is is a fraud. He's a fraud in everything he do. And being an entertainer, 
an entertainer knows how to entertain. So I will know how to work my audience. So I'm going to work them so they think I'm for what they believe in. Which he's not. Because if he had Christian values, why would you cheat on all your previous wives? Cheat on your current wife. You know. Man, cheating on your wife, cheating cheating on taxes, cheating on business. The man is just a cheater. And all Period. That. So this this is what I'm saying. If, if if Christians are going to vote, they have to. It, it's, it's something within the Bible, and I'm coming from that perspective. It's something like it's called a gift of discerning of spirits, and in in the natural world, you would call it your gut feeling. So you would need that to understand who is you're voting for. When they say something, something should be in you. Let me fact check. Let me see what they're really talking about. Let me see what they really stand for. Because if they're saying one thing but stand for something else, then there's no point to vote for them. So that's why we, that's why Christian voters have to be properly educated. I, you can't be tricked by one thing they're saying. It's the saying, I, itching ears. Don't let your itching ears get you in a situation where you regret. So he knows how to appeal to you. He knows to let you hear what you want to hear. And then when you get in a situation, you stuck. Now, I know it's controversial, but it's Christian women out there that had abortions. Now, would they want that choice taken away because someone came to them and said you had to be pro-life? Pro-choice is a lot of times is pro-life, but they don't see it from that aspect as being a Christian because being pro-choice that means you choose whether you know or not you choose not to have an abortion or to have one you choose so you need to be pro-choice because you choose every day what you do and Christians have got to wake up open your eyes and stop with the trickery of what politicians do to convince you to vote for them they should just put the platform and everything out there straightforward and let you choose because if you had to go somewhere, Jay, and they say, okay, this going to cost this much, that much, and it's going to come up, and it's going to cover this much. Or you can have this, this, and this, and only cover this much. You have a choice, <laughs> right? Of course. I like to pick the one that's more transparent, the one that's straightforward. The and, one that actually makes sense. And that's what I'm saying. We got... You... You're probably around a lot of Christians that don't say it a lot, but a lot of them just go with what seems to seems to be right studying to study and research to figure out what is really right. Because if someone stands before someone and says one thing, but behind clothes do something different, I don't want to vote for that person. I need to see the consistency of the person doing what they say they're going to do. Of course. And honestly speaking, all I see is just one one person bringing bring uh, trying to improve the standards of our government and politics, and another just pretty much false advertising. Yeah, that's that's literally <laughs> what what became of our presidential election. Because everything, all his campaigns has been a lie. He's over here talking about he's going to cut relationships with China. Are you? Who you lying to? 
Nobody, cause nobody's gonna get rid of their relationship with China because they literally have, if not the third, they definitely are are in the top five when it comes down to having the most powerful economy. And for you to say you're gonna cut ties with China, good luck, cause they're so powerful financially that you have no choice but to deal with them. People literally forgetting about what's going on in Hong Kong because of the fact that they are wealthy. They are a, 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 a good economy to get business with. People literally don't talk about the influence China has, but they are pretty influential in their own way. So you are not going to cut the ties with China. I'm sorry. That right there, once I saw that in one of um, Trump's ads, I already knew he was lying. And I know I kind of went 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 off the rails on this one, but yeah, that's that's just that's just to bring to bring back the point or to bring the point that all Trumps do is lie and is that lies is about everything. The fact checkers just gave up. <laughs> yeah, because if we look at the time on the, the town hall meetings they had. Oh my god! No, 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 no! Don't do that just yet. Let me get it all out. When we look at it, and when that, like I'm telling Christians need to be aware of who they're voting for. Um, with that, it made sense what Biden was saying. I watched Biden. I just got the sound bites, bites and the reviews of Trump. I didn't watch it. I couldn't. I didn't want to split my time between trying to keep up with who's saying what. Oh, go on, go on the channel to channel like everybody else. Yeah, so when I looked at Biden's, honestly, Biden gave you hope that it could we could do some change. He gave you hope that he said it's going to be a fight. So he was upfront with you. It's going to be a fight. Then when people ask questions about member discussion we had you know, off the off the air about um the nineteen ninety four about the about the um about the federal charges that he said they locked up black people and all this and crime went down. Yes. Crime oh, yeah. Did, crime did go down and he and he said, do you think stuff was wrong with it? He said, yeah, I did. Because what you plan to do and what you were thinking to do didn't always play it out at the whole thing. And what he said, and he made it plain, I knew about it because I take the time to educate myself. He said what we were dealing with was at a federal level. And things that were supposed to be dealt with at the state level need to be done with at the state level. But however, they weren't doing it that way. So they were trying to take everything and try to make like it was the federal ones who created all the issues of so many people of color being locked up. And it actually was state charge. Yeah, it was just it was because think about it. Let's say let's say you are governor of a state. Let's just say, I don't know, let's just go with South Carolina. You're the governor of South Carolina, Charles. Mm-hmm. And and then you know that, that there's a federal bill going on that depending on how you choose to get, how you choose to go about it, you need the money for it. And you need numbers so like that it could validate as to why you need this amount of money, this grant. So that was when when stopping the frisk became a thing in New York, that was when constant harassment was 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 the norm. That was when when 
when when numbers are being inflated with the with the amount of arrests, only yeah. because the amount of arrests you have, the amount of convictions you have, it will bring your state money, and then you allocate those funds per county. So like to to validate as to why you had that money in the first place, and the messed up thing about it, um, both both the Senate and the House of Representatives at the time they they. They were pretty much playing the Republican game because they were in charge at that time. And in order for anything to pass, they had to play they had to play nice with them. And ultimately they came out looking like them. Because Bill Clinton, of all the presidents, he was the one who, who who created all these crazy laws that we are recovering from. But and then people like to talk about Biden, about him, you know, being one of the one of the architects of that, it was it was just one of those things in which it was an error that he did at the time, and he and he admits it. He's been admitting it ever since. But Clinton as well. He admits it, Jay. And when he admits it, he missed it because look at the time period he was doing it, and now looking now, you have the enlightenment of where this went wrong. Precisely. Because you can look back and see, okay, this is where we messed up. I should have did it this way. We should have did that. And then we should have had it this way. We should have put this clause in to cover that just in case that people wouldn't get too crazy. And he would have had did it that way. That would have that would have made things a little different. It still would have been a thing against, you know, the war on drugs, bring the crack up the crack epidemic and yeah. social pressure. And all of that was going on during that time. And they were looking for answers and they they didn't want to wait too long because then it'll be look like you're not doing nothing so they had to move at a certain rate so they can get answers and they can see results of something happen people could feel like they get safe again don't feel like they were scared to walk down the street all these things and they had to move at a pace that was too slow and sometimes they needed to slow down to make a, a, a wiser choice on how to put the paperwork together man Listen, the 80s, early 90s, <laughs> it was it was just straight up. It was just just it was it was a rough time because of the amount of crime that was going on, and not to mention the recession, the the recession that happened during that time. So of course people are going to resort to to drugs, and of course it's going to create a whole bunch of crime. So the situation, rather than it being handled through a through a social Program standpoint, they decided to handle it with cops. They decided to handle it with law enforcement. They decided to lock up the same, lock up people that needed help and treated them like criminals rather than treating them as somebody that's sick or somebody who needs an opportunity. But that's fact. You just stated facts. There's no, hey, there's no disagreement over here on that one. That's facts. All the way. <laughs> I'm just being 100. Because what it did, you had, and just because I'm a little older, I got to see it at a different angle than you did, is you had people who really were dealing with the mental illness and all kind of other things going on that could not get the help they needed in certain areas. Because I know that in Florida, they don't have a state income tax. In most of these states, they have a state income tax. They cover the mental 
health of people. That's where that money really goes through to help fund that. So because they didn't have that, a lot of people turned to street drugs, illicit drugs. They turned to all things to, to calm them down, to to take them out of the place, to, to stop hearing the voices and all of that stuff. So they were self-medicating through that. And during that time, they were committing crimes just to get to the next drug, just to get the next hit, because I can't take the voices. I can't take this. And that's what they were doing. And people didn't get it at first, but now sitting back, seeing all the, the domino effect of you made that law and made those standards and you really didn't help people with mental illness. And this is what happens. You got people in jail that end up having to leave from the jail going to a mental war because jail was not right for them. Absolutely not. And there's two things that I want to add on to that. Right. And it's funny how you said that. So um, the first thing, um, I want to bring up the whole opioid crisis situation. Okay, we got time now. Now, with the whole opioid crisis situation, I, granted, it was a good twenty, thirty years apart, but I don't know. I just find it a bit, I guess, messed up when you see uh, how the opioid crisis is being approached versus the crack epidemic. So, granted, the opioid crisis affects everybody, but I feel like it affects a demographic a lot more than another. And because of that certain demographic was being, was, was being heavily affected, I felt like the approach had, the approach was, was entirely different. You didn't really see cops breaking down doors or, or, or you know, doing, doing all these crazy, crazy things that they did in the 80s and 90s. And instead, they required all first emergency responders to carry um, what's it called, nephrin. I, I know I butchered the name of it. I know stomach. But the anti drug for whenever people um OD on opiates, whether if it's um oxy or 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 some heroin laced with fentanyl, it doesn't matter. But everybody's required to have it. But where was that approach whenever the crack epidemic hit? Mm. That that's you know, granted it was a few years apart, but I feel like 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 if the crack epidemic would have would have hit other communities more than it would have hit communities of color, we would have probably had a different approach. Maybe maybe the whole national dialogue of tough on crime probably would have never happened. That's one. Two. Wait, you got something you want to add on to that or discuss no. about? Are we good? You good? You good? <laughs> and two. I want to talk about weed. I want to talk about that marijuana. Now, people were getting locked up for marijuana possessions and distribution and all those other things. And then 20 years later, the same people that was all about, you know, even some senators are invested in the marijuana business. But I just find it funny how when you look at who's running the marijuana business, is essentially middle-aged white dudes. Correct. Middle-aged white dudes or older white dudes who have the money and the capital to invest in it. Meanwhile, you got people that got weed charges back in the 90s and early thousands, and their record is all f- messed up because of it. To me, I just find, I, 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 I feel like this should be national clemency 
on on people who are offenders of, 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 of marijuana charges. Because how how in the hell one person is suffering for distribution or possession of marijuana and another person is literally capitalizing off of it? That I do not understand. But when you, all of that comes into with the, with the war on drugs. It's just how one group of people benefit more, way more than another. And another person, no, sorry. It's how one group of people benefit off of the misfortune of others. Yeah. Yeah, so, so I kind of went off the script on that one, but I just wanted to bring up those two points. Well, you bringing up a, a thing because it, that one goes down to a lot about what we were talking about earlier with a lot of things with white supremacy and race and all of that. If, if, if Amy Cohen Barrett, she understood that what that was doing at each level, she would not even want to pursue. She has said, I, I respectfully declined the offer to join the Supreme Court because if I want to pull her record, she ain't got experience enough in a court system. You got enough experience teaching law and being a commentary, but you ain't got enough experience being a judge in order to know how to make a proper judgment. Sure. Place with 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 marijuana. And this is one thing that is on Biden's platform. To overturn a lot of those and get rid of those and change the standards of what background checks are including and how people to get jobs. He wants to over that's one thing he do want to overturn because he said it makes no sense. We have moved to a place where now you have legalized marijuana, but you still have people who who cannot get certain jobs because they were 17, 19, had less than an ounce of marijuana and got charges where they are confined to only having certain jobs. And to me, I just think that's ridiculous. Like, of all the drugs, marijuana, really? Really, though? Like, like marijuana, like, you got... <laughs> there's, there's, there's way more worse things out there that your doctor prescribed oh, that, that, that'll do a lot more harm than good. Over marijuana, alcohol is worse than marijuana when you look at the long term effects. And I'm and I don't smoke marijuana at all, but it's just the fact that one one drug is being treated way more harsh compared to what it actually does compared to other things that are on the market. Yeah. Because I know it has, sometimes with the marijuana in its purest form, I got some Christians going to come against me on this one, but I'm just stay what it is. Just say the fact. In its purest form, it's used as pain relief. And that's not, add, not adding anything to it. That's putting it in an oil form that is not being smoked as some people are against the smoking part. It's put in a way that people don't have to be on these other opiates, oxy and all it is, and uh, cortisone, all of these things. Don't have to be on that. Man. And I'm going to tell you right. Sorry? I said, and they don't understand 
that, you know, some of the other things, because, you know, this year I had surgery. And honestly, I refused to take that oxycodone. I took it the first day I got home because I had to do a lot of walking from getting to out the hospital to the car and getting back in the house, getting to the room and all of that stuff. So it was a little painful that day. But then the rest of the day, so I ain't taking that stuff because when I took that, I had no recollection of who came by, who I had a conversation with, what did I do? Did my bag get empty because I had a catheter? I ain't know none of that. Mm. So why would I suggest somebody be on something like that where they have no recollection of what happened versus they're being on CBC oil that is relieving them from pain or making them go to sleep easier? Man, and, and let's not and let's not get started with the addiction part. And that's how and that's how crazy it is. Like I remember this one point where doctors was out there trying to push those pills, trying to push those oxys. And then they try, and then they had the audacity to say, "Not addictive." How is that opiate not addictive? Here's the thing. No, this is when it first started to hit the market. That's when we had the um, what's it called, the pill mills and all of that. Yes. And With Purdue had, and them, yes. Had the pain management doctors had to be under certain regulations after that stuff. Because what it did, it, it, it got rid of that pain. But it made you where you think you had, in order to function in life, in order to get through and not have to deal with pain, you had to keep taking that pill. It's, it's, so, a, it's heroin, man. It's heroin. We all seen dope ass before. Yeah, I saw seen them up there, 125th Street, up there in the <laughs> 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 It's, it's freaking heroin, man. That's not dope. It's just, it's just, it's just marketed in a different way, and it looks different. So you no longer, you know, putting some powder on a spoon and burning it. You popping it like if it was vitamins, looking the same way, feeling the same way. But see, that's the kickback that pharmaceuticals are giving doctors. I work with a hospital. I work for the hot group. And when the pharmaceutical company come in there, they had they had kit bags for using certain drugs in there. Yeah, that was why they overly prescribed them damn things. Shoot. They could have gave me ibuprofen, but no, you decided to give me 300 milligrams of this shit. And it was like, is that really necessary? No, it ain't necessary because the only time when I was in pain with that with after the surgery and I felt pain. I took 400 milligrams of ibuprofen and I was fine. <laughs> Why take that freaking oxy? That's gonna have me. Well, I don't know where I'm at. What I'm doing. And now that we on this topic, um, freaking fentanyl. It was designed originally for intense pain for cancer patients. Yeah, I know. I told you about my godmother in that situation. This did, this is her second time going through breast cancer. Mm. And that's why I know about that stuff. And that's why I'm like, Ugh. So when you hear the stuff that you know that, that they were dealing with, we're talking about early 90s, and that they had to deal with, and now we're talking about why is this on the street? How does it get on the street? Because it you had to go through hoops and, and jumps and all kind of splits and backflips to, to get it. 
being a cancer patient. But now it's like, whoop, it's out here that, for for a free fall. Oh man, that's because that's because these drug dealers are are, are they got chemists on the payroll, man. All they really need to do is come up with the ingredients of it and 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 replicate the formula, and then they and then they just and then they got it. That's the reason why there's so much over. The, that's why when the opiate crisis hit, the, the damn yeah. thing skyrocketed because all these all these 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 um drug traffickers they have somebody on the payroll to cook it, and then they cut it with with their stuff, and they fail to realize that just a tiny amount of it, a gram of it, is enough to put a damn elephant down, a gram. Mm-mm. So and then they try to mix it with this, and then they put ten percent of that, thinking that they're gonna get stronger, and then they got everybody dying that buys the damn bag. And now there's laws. <laughs> Back to voting. Now there's laws <laughs> that people are actually held accountable for that, and it can be charged with depending on third degree or attempted murder, depending on what the person end up being there. The person dies from it is attempted murder. It's like attempted murder, and then if they die within a certain amount of days, it's manslaughter. So, it's like, okay. Man, I'm telling you, man, like, like, in order for these things to, to successful things and laws to get passed, man, I feel like we need to go after these, these these big time corporations that exploit things and literally just take advantage of the situation, and we need to, and we need to cut cut down on lobbying laws, on lobbyist laws. Okay, back to what we got to do. Know who you're voting for. Know what right. form is. What it is. All what we didn't discuss tonight. It still goes back knowing who to vote for. Knowing what their what their what their motives are, why they're in the office, what are they doing? Are they are they coming from a a moral point of view? Are they coming from how I make my pockets fatter, or are they coming from trying to have some 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 kind of community change? You got we got to look at what the morals are in voting. Period. We got to look at their background because everybody, all y'all Christians out there. Everybody that's running in office as a politician will not be a Christian. So just understand that. Just make sure where they're going is in the right place. And remember, in the Bible, it tells you to pray for the people who are in leadership. That's your responsibility as a Christian. Amen. Hey, so good, good podcast tonight. We're going to wrap up and we'll put it out. Make sure this, this will be also be your anchor. This will be set up on probably by Wednesday. It will be available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. So we thank y'all for tuning in for We're Not For Everyone podcast. Until 